I just picture this SNL script crossover with yeah. Michael Myers and Miss Daisy sitting in the back seat. Like mm. that should have been made. <laughs> like, 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 where the fuck are you going? Nice. Ooh, what? Where's this music? What? Did you love the search for the perfect rental on a Friday night? Have you enjoyed the new version of this searching through countless streaming services to unfulfillment? I know we do. Welcome to Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. (laughs) You know, you do this, but that's like every horror movie that came after this, too, by the way. (laughs) I'm just... People are going to think it's either this or Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's just what it is. Uh, Within a year of each other. Uh, Bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, during which we will play the game and open up a six-pack of favorite scenes. We also point out a couple of generic scenes as well. At the end of the show, we will rate the movie 1 to 24 cans. One can is getting murdered before you get that beer. And 24 cans is whatever Bob did with PJ Souls prior to going and getting that beer. Just want to say that. But before we get to all that, we want to let you know. We want you to suggest our movies. We want to do the movies suggested by you, our listeners, because we like you. We enjoy you. And we want to know what it is you want us to do. And the best way to do that is two ways. One is Patreon. Join. Pay us monthly. We will do your movie. if you, When you suggest it, we will put it on our schedule, and we will do that movie. We promise. And the other best way is to do a fast pass. That's where you pay us $25, and we'll do yours next, meaning... You don't wait till you see it on the schedule. It's the next thing on the schedule as soon as you do that. And you can do that with Venmo or PayPal, and that's at Soda Pop Culture Club. And the third way, technically, is you can suggest a movie. And we'll just, if we like it enough, we might just do it eventually. That's Maybe. pretty much it. That's just how we work. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, we also have a website, sodapopcultureclub.com, where that request portal is, where you can also buy some merch and all that stuff. Um, and you know, I did update it. I talked about it in the last episode. I just want to remind people again, it is updated. So if you've gone there and you're like, man, Mike was two weeks behind on those movies. I'm not two weeks behind anymore. I'm way ahead now, man. I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> right. He's putting stuff on there that we, that is relevant not, to what we're might not do. Since <laughs> oh yeah, true. A couple more things. <laughs> Why are we putting this shit out? Cause like a lot of times we have to change it. Cause well, and here's. Uh, give me a moment. Let me finish this. A couple more things. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. Check out our Instagram at Mike and Anthony, where we post Anthony's uh, collections. And one, he has a Hummel figurine collection. He enjoys, you know, he's into mm-hmm. that. And a, mo- a Precious Moments. We talked about this last episode. So California and, raisins. Yeah, California raisins. He's heard that through the grapevine. Um, and but seriously, we try to put memes on there. <laughs> <laughs> along with uh, the movies we discussed. And finally, we need you to go to the Apple Podcast and hit us up for a five-star, any star review and a comment, because it would be super-duper awesome, and it helps us grow the show on that platform. But what was I going to talk about that I said that uh, right before that? The schedule. the schedule. Well, no, the schedule is always subject to change this time of year in November, because if for some reason, I call it the Dutch Clause. Dutch is not on the schedule because you can never find it, Right. Right. It's in, in the, the hole. hole. If for some reason it were to come out of the hole, it would bump whatever is going on Thanksgiving week pretty much for us to do the Dutch. So that that definitely could change. And anytime something happens where we're I can't get access to a thing for free, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, there's times I do, but it had to be something I really, I don't know, really gets me going. You know? It's like John Bender and Breakfast Club. You know, gets me going. Right. A whole wrestling meat. Anyways, are you ready for this, man? Uh, that, that trailer? I was born ready. This one's a short one, so here you go. Halloween. <laughs> I think he'll come back. 
Halloween, the night he came home. Rated R. Short and sweet TV spot. How about that? That was pretty scary. Yeah. Well, you know what? That had more in that that in that little trailer than the last movie did. The whole fucking trailer. I had to interrupt it because it was just going to be a bunch of low level noise with a bunch of text on the screen, which in a podcast doesn't work. Doesn't work for a podcast. (laughs) At least I don't have screams and the music and like you kind of get the gist of what's going on there. So I was really enjoying that. So. You know what time it is, don't you? Oh, where did you find that at? Can't tell you. Oh, he's <laughs> he's bootlegging. His, I am not. He's watching the first uh, uh, scene where he goes into the uh, boarding school or whatever, and gets uh and, and gets his ass handed to him, right? So there you go. That's how that happens. All right, and you know what time it is, don't you, Anthony? You know what time it is? What time is it? It's, it's game, game time. time. And it's the game. Basically, the game is where I'm going to read three movie reviews. Two of them are real. One of them is fake. And Antoine there has to guess the fake one, which has gotten a little easy because I've been picking characters that from movies that he just knows. Trying to be random. Right. Donald Drinkwater. Uh, louder milk. <laughs> Elliot, louder milk. And I actually, because of that, before we started recording this one, changed it on this one. Cause I thought, you know what? You've been too much on a roll. So I went to something I know you probably should not know. So you, okay. Thanks. I, I cheated a little. So you fucking cheated. Okay. But not, not a lot. Cause it's just the fake name anyway. So I can do whatever I want. I could have said anything. Okay. okay. Are you ready for this? Ready. Mary Ann Johnson. Flick philosopher. It's boring. It's not scary there. I said it. Chuck O'Leary, Full View Drive-In, one of the scariest movies ever made. Richard Collier, Upstream Movies, it inspired better movies. What is going on in his noggin? I'm watching him think. He's like the thinker. If he was on the globe, his hand would be in the right position, but he wouldn't be naked. Yes, I would. Oh, well, there you go. Read them again one more time. Which one? All of them. Mary Ann Johnson, Flick Philosopher. It's boring. It's not scary. There. I said it. Chuck O'Leary, Full View Drive-In. One of the scariest movies ever made. Richard Collier, Upstream Movies. It inspired better movies. Just to remind you that these reviews could be at anywhere in history because right. people review movies forever. So I don't yeah. want you to think these are all from 1978 or anything. Well, the third one wouldn't be. That's why I said I was like, obvious. I wanted to make sure you realized that it's obvious, but I'm gonna, I didn't want. I'm going to say the first one. Mary Ann Johnson? Yeah. And why would you say that? Just, I'm guessing that's the fake one. Well, if I told you that was wrong, which one of the other two would you pick? The third. Why would you pick that one? Because. Why would you pick it, though? Not because. Because is not a reason. That's a word. Uh, just because. Well, <clears throat> that one would be, again, before you gave your spiel there, I was like, how can you review a movie and say it inspired? So it's obviously not a review that came out around then. Well, the... Well, you are one for two because you would be right the second time. The okay. first one, you were wrong. Okay. But Richard Collier is a character of Christopher Reeve's character in the movie Somewhere in Time. Now, see, see if okay. I just, when you're doing shit like that, something I've never fucking seen, then of course I'm not going to know. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's no so, Blair Witch. Uh, yeah, but but if I just said Pete Fountain, Pete Fountain, would you have known who that is? I know the name. I'm trying to. I would have picked that because I know the fucking name. Okay. It was uh, Corey Feldman's character in Gremlins. Yes. Okay. That's what I had picked. And I was like, if you I know, heard it, I would have picked that. But it like, changed because I, I was like, stuff. you know, he's doing a fucking role. I'm not giving him a Corey. I'm not giving you a fucking Corey. 
See? You have a cheat. You pull something out of your ass and I have no idea what it is. I would call that a cheat because... Anyway. Okay, 1978. I was four years old. You were just born? I was like four months old. Okay. (laughs) Actually, I was. I was born in June, so I was four months old. But I will say, I was aware of this within two or three years of it coming out. Right. Because by 1980 or 81, when Halloween 2 came out, I was definitely aware of that movie. I had older sisters and siblings, and we watched HBO, and they watched Halloween 2. I knew more than I did Halloween because of that. So I was aware of this movie, and I was aware of the horror genre. And then also Friday the 13th came out, I think, in 80 or 81. Mm -hmm. So it really... I was aware of this pretty young. When did you become aware of this? Um, it would have been like elementary school. Probably the same time you hit Freddy, I presume. Freddy, yes, Freddy, Michael. Um, hey, real quick, uh, I need a favor. Yeah? Can we go ahead and break down the numbers first? You know what I think? So you just fucking start talking. I'm like... I think we're going to do it my fucking way. I got a job to do too. And we're going to fucking do it my way. Because you know what? Okay. You know what you've forgotten to do the last three movies? What? That I haven't that I just remembered and I put it on the notes here. And we're gonna do the numbers here in a second because he's right. I'm a dumbass. But the one thing we've forgotten, and we're not gonna forget this one, is memorabilia at the end. So Motherfucker, we suck. <laughs> so I put it into the block. I, I you know, I'm used to make I gotta remember to put it in the blocks. Hold on. So hold on, hold on now. Yeah, we're we're we really suck. Um, I, 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 I'm just going to say we've apologizing for if it's a favorite thing we fucked up and that's just how it is. I will say, um, the last two movies, not the last three Sleepaway camp two. We did memorabilia. We did. So, okay. So, so the last two movies, we well, let's, let's rectify that real quick. Nightmare on Elm street. What memorabilia do you want? Oh no, we didn't talk about it because I said, I wanted dude's midriff shirt. Yeah, we did that. So Blair Witch is the only one we didn't do memorabilia. The only one we didn't do it in. You don't want anything from that fucking movie, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, I want a tit shot of of the the Mary's breasts, I guess, or whatever wow. her name was. Uh, but but uh, if I were to pick one out of that, I would say, for posterity's sake, one of the witch like bundles sticks into the Blair Witch symbol. All right, two things. Uh, that crazy Mary lady... Her breasts, again, just makes me picture my California Raisins collection. I would think you would want one of the cameras they used. Oh, uh, you're you right. You're right. That. I did think of that. You're right. Okay. With the film in it still? Yes. That would um, be cool. What about you? Depends if there's... I like how we're left. rectifying this <laughs> a week later. <laughs> yeah, fix it. I don't know. Is that bag of Uts still got anything in it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's deaf. Um, you know, I never really heard of Uts and... And right. uh, I never did until that fucking movie. Actually, it's just nothing I ever. And do you know it's the top selling uh, chip brand in the country? That's the uh, yeah, that's the um, pub mix that I eat. I know. I just didn't realize it was that big of a thing, and you don't get them in yeah. Ohio, so yeah, you do. I mean, just that pub mix. But if you were to go to the shelves, right. there wouldn't be a lot of uts in the sh- in the shelves. Yeah, there is actually. Yeah, not you where know. I live you got in Ohio. More. I guess maybe in. Weird ass Ohioville where you're at. Right. Anyways, did you pick a thing so we can get to the numbers? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'd be the same, like one of the stick things that came from the movie. The pack of cigarettes at the bottom of Mike's bag. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that he found. Go. There you go. All right, go with the numbers. All right. Finally. Breakdown by the numbers. Directed by John Carpenter and starring Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nancy... Keys or Kai's, apologize if I'm saying that wrong. K-Y-E-S. PJ Souls, Kyle Richards, and Brian Andrews. Halloween was released on October 25th, 1978, taking in $70 million at the box office against a $350,000 budget. It scores 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a way high Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie. For me. That's I mean. What the fan. You know, you wonder if it's. Is it because of that or because of all the sequels that people are going back and rating this so, so high? Because the sequels never lived up to quite what the original was. But the original, when you go back, I mean, let's get into that. You know, okay. we, like when I go back and watch this, I I don't think it it's had a lot of Blair Witchiness to me, except for better movie. 
Yeah. Like I thought this okay. had a lot of wasted time. I wish there were, like I wanted um I want a little more. Right. So I could see I don't that's why I don't understand. Like you're right, maybe people are don't like what came after more, but they can't like this in a I mean, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how they like this more than what came after. I'm sure there's more kills later, right? Like it can't be that yeah. bad. Yeah. So I gotta say, um, I actually I do agree. I feel the same way. I think this movie did an amazing, amazing job with the tension it built in scenes and how that was delivered. But I agree that I'm like, it's fucking slow though. Like everything leading up, it's like really fucking slow. You know, there's a lot of shit that's just like, and I understand what they're showing there and everything. A day in the life of Lori Strode. Pretty fucking boring. Yeah, it is. What's a day in the life of her? Like it's, you know, you're, it, it is slow. It's fucking slow. And I think people have such a nostalgia for it and love it because big part, Michael Myers, yeah. one of the greatest horror villains we'll ever have. He's the first really without a doubt outside of, you know, he's like, yeah, other than Damien or something like that, he was like one of the first. Yes. I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I love Halloween, but I love it. I think more because of Michael Myers yeah. Then and again, great score to the movie, without a doubt. The music was awesome by John Car- Carpenter. Um, I'll say it's a six pack yeah. for me. It's the first thing I put on my. Yeah, yeah it definitely has to be. Um, but Although it, I've got some comedic notes on that later. Fucking, fucking slow though. It yeah. really is. <laughs> yeah. Although the 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 thing I do like, and I mentioned it um, in our previous episode about the shaky cam stuff. How this yeah. kind of starts with the POV. Right. Uh, it's not quite yeah. a shaky cam, but it is like, you know, you're following this, this, you don't know who it is and you see him go in, grab a knife and then, you know, go stab somebody after an unsatisfying sexual yeah. situation. And I'm going to give, okay, two generics. Okay, go ahead. For the movie right away. The, the, yes, the opening, his sister, before he kills her, she's having sex with, her boyfriend, or I don't know if it's her boyfriend because he doesn't yeah. sound like he really wants to call her the next day. Sure. But literally, let's go upstairs. Oh, great acting there. But they go upstairs, light goes off, go in the house, get a knife, go to the stairs. At this point, the boyfriend is already coming down, putting his shirt back on. That's I mean, like, oh, fucking quick. That's like, <laughs> Like, did you nut in your pants and not even get a chance to do anything? Yeah. Because that's way too quick. I'm like, seriously, she obviously was unfulfilled from that encounter. And then she you just killed on top of it. You know, it's funny is that actress, this is a fact, <laughs> but it's because I always look at the cast and see what they've been in usually. And what's funny is that I don't remember if you and I have talked before about how I would get those weird R-rated movies from the 70s and 80s that popped up because I watched like Zapped and there's all these movies that have tit shots and stuff. But one of the movies that came up it recommended to me once was a movie called Gas Pump Girls. Yes, you've discussed And she was in that movie. (laughs) And, And that's fine because that was the best boob shot of the movie. And I got another crossover for you from another movie that I wanted to watch. I want to watch that I think you and I would love to review someday, but I don't think we can find it ever. Is that the sheriff was in a little movie called Skate Town USA. Do you know who was first role was in Skate Town USA as the bad guy being a roller skating dancer? Hmm. Enlighten me. Patrick Swayze. Wow. So there's some crossovers to some movies that we need to watch and do for this so Podcast. interesting. Um, yeah. My other generic. Yeah. The beginning scene after, you know, which I always, it's still kind of always weird that you see Michael Myers unmasked as a child. Yeah, that is kind and of weird. It is weird. It's that's not the generic part for me though. Um, once they take off the mask and he's just got that kind of bewildered look on his face, like almost yeah. like, did I just do that? I don't know what I did. I, What's I don't the lore that. of that? Because we, we, if you watch this movie, you don't know why he is the way he is. Is there a lore that I need to know um, from the movies after? Kind like, of, but it's dumb. What is the dumb? I want to know. You go through this whole thing, basically through the first, what, 
four or five movies that's just he's pure evil nothing to explain and then part six they start getting into just this whole thing how he's basically you know chosen or marked whatever and all the, it, oh you know. okay anyway, yeah. okay so some it's kind of like the the dream thing for freddy yeah. just the demons picked him yes more or less um okay. But the generic part about that, it's just I don't like is when it pans out after with his parents standing there, it pans out and it's just takes way too fucking long. And his parents are just still standing there like they're posing for a fucking picture the way they're just standing there. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is very unnatural. And I don't, <laughs> don't like it. I would agree. That like, was I would just um... say, take that shot out. Just focus on Michael if you want to. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, but I want to talk about you know after that though they get into, like you said, they don't do a good job of building some tension, um, here and there, right? Um, making you anticipate jump scares that maybe don't happen, things that could have happened in the Blair Witch. Sorry, I'm still bitching about that. Uh, <laughs> but, but they they do some good jobs like with the rain, the limited visibility, um, getting to the institution i never i don't understand how the institutionalized people are running around they never explain that i don't think they don't say oh someone broke out and you know yeah they're just out there i don't know if you just think michael myers broke out and everybody got outside or i guess maybe that's what it is i maybe that's but i i'm still you know but i have some serious questions though about all this okay he's six years old when he goes in Yes, and he knows how to drive. I know where you're going. He's been institutionalized for 15 of those years. After for 15 years, one is how did he learn how to drive? How does he know where to go? He doesn't speak, so I'm guessing he didn't learn uh, very well without communication. So, meaning he probably isn't like the greatest student because he's not engaging. Um, they're asking us to take a big leap. Yeah. And his skills and abilities. Like, how does he knock out the phone lines? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I don't get it. I explain know. to me. I can't. Like, I, I'm kind of on the same page there. Has he been moon, Has he been sneaking out and, and practicing driving? Driving like slow with, in the driveway? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just taking yeah, cars it's, spin. Um, and they even mentioned it in there. He can't. He went, can't even drive. Well, he was doing very well last night. I know um, they do mention it, but but they don't. But that that's what are they supposed to say? He just all of a sudden just knew how a le- how the gar- gears in a car work and yeah, how to turn I, the key. I definitely think that uh, they could have done it some other way with him being transported or something. That's you know, what I think. At least closer to Haddonfield, where he could have hoofed it. Like they could have said. They could have said, we've been, you know, he doesn't speak, but we are still trying to teach him how to rehabilitate for society. So we've been training him how to do things you would have to do, like drive a car. Right. You know, they could have said it, use a phone. Like they could have said things that, that would have made sense, but they didn't do that. They mm-hmm. could have, they could have explained it easily, but they yeah. didn't do that. Yep. I agree. And I would have to say, I'm, I'm going to give, I only have one generic for this movie, although technically I probably could give a second, but. Um, but the generic I'm going to give is that Michael Myers isn't believable because of that. You know, he went into custody as a kid and there's no way he is that smart and menacing unless all he did was work out. (laughs) He's pure evil. It's just. Yeah. I guess we're supposed to assume pure evil is just super strong. He's yes. He's blessed by evil. It gave Uh, him supernatural powers. That's all we know. It taught but, him to drive. But here's the thing. I'll get to this. The, the well, one thing do. about the driving. Go ahead. He is. He does come out and he is basically share at this point. He's a virgin who can't drive. I have a note on here. I got to find this with me and his driving around. It gets a little comical. Mm-hmm. How he is just driving around so much. And every time you hear the music, you see the car drop. And you see the car coming by. I just picture this SNL script crossover with yeah. Michael Myers and Miss Daisy sitting in the back seat. Like mm. that should have been made. <laughs> like, 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 where the fuck are you going? Who? Nice. What? Where's this music? What? Yeah. <laughs> on, if we are gonna 
nitpick about shit as far as believability and stuff. Another thing to me is, again, I, I'm sorry, I, I do want to know, why is Michael Myers just stalking Lori at this point? Standing front behind the bushes, driving around the block 14 times. She's right there. Why don't you just fucking kill her and get it done? I agree. I agree. I and the only reason he does it is because what? All the way back to Haddonfield for. There's your target. Plain as day. You don't get an easier shot than that. Just fucking take it. Thing is, she wasn't his target when he left this institution because he didn't know her. He didn't target her until she came up to the house. She's. I think she. he was drawn to her. Because it's okay. her, it's her okay. fucking brother. That's her brother? Yes. I didn't think Lori was her brother. Educated twit. I didn't think that was his brother, her brother. She well, was in a different house. You don't find out in the first one. You oh, see, I, unlike you, am leaving this to this movie only. So to me, it's like, why the fuck is he... Because she walked up to the house and put the key under the thing and her father's trying to sell it. That's what I got out of it. It's like, he's just mad. You know nothing. That I know nothing because the second movie shouldn't inform when I watched the first one. I should have been able to watch the first movie and infer what I need to infer. And I did. That's what I saw. So that's what I believe I saw. I don't, if I watched the second one to understand the first one, then that was pointless. Because what if you died and never made the second one? Then you made a first movie that was incomplete. So fuck off. Just tell so my, it, it, as a, it's just like the end of Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. at that point to me. You don't know fucking shit at the end of that movie. So you're telling me I didn't know shit about this movie from watching it? I knew shit about Nightmare on Elm Street at the end of it. What do you mean? No, no, no. You don't know where it's going. You don't know whether you were still in Dreamland or not in Dreamland. You don't no, know No, at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying you don't know shit. And this movie, you're telling me, is doing the same thing. I did, I watched the whole thing, see her go up to the house, and the only time he sees her, to me, watching this movie, is the first time is right there. Either and way. after that, I think he's like, oh, no, fuck no. her. She t- touched my house. Either I'm going to kill her. It's clearly his target, though, because he's stalking her. Yeah, at, but he didn't stalk her until she came up to the house. I thought he was just at the house because okay, that's where way. he used to live. Either way, even if that's the case. That's what I'm saying. There, following her, stand behind the bushes. Yes. Standing behind comical. the clotheslines, them just fucking kill her right then and be done with it. That's why I said it gets comical after that. You, we should have the skit with the, with the driving Miss Daisy and Michael Myers driving. <laughs> I think... That was a missed opportunity if it didn't happen. Well, it yeah. couldn't have. Driving Miss Daisy hadn't been out yet. So, but that is something you could do now, you know, and it'd be super fucking hilarious. What if they made another Halloween where everybody knows the facts about the mask is a painted William Shatner mask? Yeah. What if they made one with a painted Mike Myers mask? Saturday <laughs> Night Live Mike Myers. Or like an Austin, oh. Power, Austin Powers mask painted it's white. Meta. That That's so, so fucking meta. <laughs> oh man wow okay well there we go <laughs> there's a, there, that's a fucking spoof movie waiting to happen right there <laughs> why didn't we make it why well, why the saying we've got the rights to it right now because we came up with it first yes uh it's copyrighted because it's going to be published so we own the idea right now it's all ours it's all ours now we just have to make the movie in black and white <laughs> And I, you know, the other thing that, you know, I like, like I said, the person who did the first review that you picked isn't wrong um, for the most, in some, in so many ways, because he keeps running around following her in a mask and a creepy guy gets out of the car too. No one notices this dude. Like he's driving around with the fucking mask on looking like the boogeyman and no one sees him. Again, it's Halloween though. People are out in costumes and apparently in Haddonfield trick or treat starts at like fucking three o'clock because Lori's walking home from school. We already got trick or treaters out and then yeah. they're driving. I don't know um, this babysitting gig they had both had, which I, yeah. you know, I don't know how far fucking away it was, but it seemed like they drove around for about four hours because of the time they fucking get there, it's pitch black out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Now I do, I, I, I guess I will, I will say, admit that she did say she was picking her up at 630. So, so okay. it just got dark. It's that time of year. It gets dark. When it gets dark, it gets dark quick. I mean, I guess. And I got to call something out big time though. Go ahead. Because this discredits Randy's whole spiel and scream. 
You know, yeah. so watching all the Jamie Lee Curtis, she's a scream queen and she was a virgin. That's how she's able to survive horror movies. Randy gives this whole speech. Do you remember the, the rules to survive a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what are they? Don't say I'll be back. Right. Don't have sex. Right. And uh, I don't remember the third one. Don't drink or do drugs. Don't drink or do drugs. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I forgot. Lori Strode is blazing up in that fucking car ride over to go babysit. So how does she survive? <laughs> That's true. Because she didn't take her clothes off, though, at any point. Just saying, if those but are the rules, did because she got the butter on it. Yeah, and we I get to like, see a nice I, I, ass shot. That's another thing. She got butter on her, but like, did you get butter on head to toe? I and like, you have to take all. <laughs> that was just a reason to give us a chance to see. It's her just ass. a reason to give somebody a chance to strip. But it, like, how much butter did you fucking spill? I don't know. And if, well, she didn't have a dude there. I was going to say, she might have wanted to use that butter. Yeah. Uh, get some popcorn. Wow. Oh, you know, the, the thing that I want to talk funny. about, though, is do you listen to any true crime podcasts at all or anything like that ever? No. I watch the shows, but I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, even if you watch the shows, what really can creep you out, though, watching this in the, in 1978 is that Back then, it was like a kidnapper's paradise because there was no way to link people hardly that went missing. When you think back, without having all the technology we have for DNA and GPS and all the ways of tracking people cameras, that really, when you think about it, that's really a creepy situation. A guy could stalk you and take you and you would never be seen again. And And if you listen to true crime, you know that. This is the same era where... Your kids can go out and play and you don't see them again for eight hours till they come home. I agree. And they're, and, and you know what? Their doors were unlocked. That is very common back in the day, at least in a small town where I oh, yeah. live. Yep. Um, your doors could be unlocked all day. People wouldn't be uh, coming in and robbing you because everyone was equally shitty off, I guess. <laughs> I know what shit they have. They don't have shit. Flat screens <laughs> weren't even invented to steal yet. So there you go. And TVs were too heavy. I mean, but people yeah. did it. People still stole TV. They Isn't that weird they how heavy they, they were and people still did it? They That's tried, fun. man. I don't understand that. I guess, but, but no, it was, uh, you know, when you think about true crime and you listen to, oh, it was 1977. These two kids were playing and one said, I had to go back and get my jacket and it was never seen again. Mm-hmm. Like that shit happens. Yep. It happened back then and they were never seen again. And that's why they're unsolved and they're on these fucking true crime podcasts. That was so common that there's so many missing people that, Back then, that's why they used to do the milk carton shit. I mean, you got to think about it. So when you watch this, seeing that stalking thing, it makes you wonder how many times people were stalked, but nothing ever happened. That's the the menacing part about it to me. When you think mm-hmm. about how your life could have really over overlapped with some of this. Oh, no doubt. You just I wouldn't mean, have the crazy milk guy. cartons were like prehistoric internet. That was it. The milk carton was the hey, have you seen this kid? Isn't that crazy? People don't, people don't even have a concept of that anymore. Mm-mm. I don't even know. They, it's like an Amber Alert now, but we to catch them. Oh, my God. Them. Yes. You get that shit immediately. That's like, oh, they're gone. Beep, beep. Like, we know. But people go missing. People get, you know, that's the thing. Human trafficking. People go still go missing. It's just how quickly do we know? And and do people give a shit? That's the question. There are people who do, but most people don't. Like, I'm still all for getting your kids chipped. Uh, okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Definitely. We got the dog um, chipped. Why can't you do that for people? Because of civil liberties. Fuck civil liberties. You have a cell phone. You do not have civil liberties anymore. People don't understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the argument that that no, one's no, augmentation and you... You're you fucking know. tracked. You know what? Your blue jeans probably have some fucking chip in it. You don't even know it. Good argument, though, is you're right, right? Like, so you're saying, why can't I put a chip in them? I think it's the same argument you could have, like, because I was watching an episode of House, right? I'm going to, this is a tangent. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and there was a young, a couple who just had a baby, and the doctor said, this is a rare case where they were born with both sets of genitalia. And you had to pick right then and there what set you want to go with. So if you have to pick that, you, without knowing what the kid's going to want later, why can't you right. chip them without knowing? You know, I agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. what at what point do you you wait to let their liberty or even, run free? Even circumcision, they don't get a choice. No, you don't. 
Sorry. To snip or not to snip? <laughs> Our tangents. Very interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. More interesting than the podcast, usually. <laughs> now, I want to talk about this, though. Who calls you on the phone? And nobody there... anymore. In 2003, yeah. nobody. <laughs> but back then, who would call you on the phone? And sit there and eat into the phone for 10 seconds yeah, and not say a word. I agree. Like, what the fuck, dude? I you know, hung up on that bitch, too. Yes. Can you fucking, before you dial, finish what's in your mouth? That's probably a generic for you. I, you know what? It's not actually. If I was going to give another or give a generic, another generic, I hate Lori's fucking friends. I yeah. hate those girls. Like, oh, well. I mean, I totally, like. Totally well, well, give me that. give me a reason why. Why do you hate the friends? Uh, the first one, because of totally. She uh, says totally a lot. Allie girl. She belongs in Friday the 13th more than she does in this movie to me. The 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 Annie? The, no. Lynn. Which, or, uh, is it Linda? I'm fine. Yeah, Linda. Um, there's Nancy and Annie. Nancy is or PJ Souls. No. PJ Souls. Annie is the other babysitter. Who gets disrobes because of butter? Butter, right? right. Linda. What PJ Souls? PJ Souls is Linda. Totally. Oh. She's like totally oh. Linda. I'm wrong. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm horrible. She just annoys the piss out of me. Annie is just your typical. My father is the sheriff, so I'm a slut. Obviously, a pot smoking slut. Yeah, she's kind of playing up the trope. I mean, this well. That's the thing I want to say about this movie. This movie really invented the tropes. Because, you know, that that's what is... That's the thing about Halloween is that it changed movies. John Carp- Carpenter, right? He yeah. changed horror movies with this, just like um, we were talking about Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. After this movie, that's when you got the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Streets. You got those style that people really loved. So he created the tropes. He had the people doing those the things. 80s slasher tropes yeah he created it so that's why we got those we got the tropes from this movie so it's kind of hard when you go back and watch it you're like oh that's a trope but you got to remember well, yeah, no, that no. was the first time so it's not a trope. <laughs> yeah it doesn't qualify as a trope if it's the first one that's what i say you have to remind yourself you know wait this is the first time so i can't like say that again i yeah I'm, I'm, i can say i don't like her fucking friends and yeah. i didn't care if they got killed First of all, so very stupid. Yes. That, well, that's my six pack for my second six pack is when Annie finally gets killed. Right. Because she's an idiot. Like sweet relief. <laughs> it's like it could have happened 30 minutes ago. And I'd be like getting her ass, her foot stuck in a shelf with her ass sticking out. Yep. And the kid has to come let her out of the window. That wasn't when she got killed. I was hoping that, you know, that's when she got killed and then the kid would see her. But well, then that would have... Building detention. That's building detention yeah. where you yeah, think yeah. it's going to happen and it doesn't. That is good about this movie. Like I said, they do a good job of that. Yeah, they do. Great job. I might even augment my score at the end because I realized this. Might as well augment something today. Your face. <laughs> yeah, I do have a note here. John Carpenter does all the anticipation jump scare tricks. Mm-hmm. Like the things that people would do later, you see them in here. I kind of like that thing. You know, I would like a little more payoff here and there. Cause like the one person said, it's like, eh, you know, I could, you could leave this movie between the first kill and the second kill and go use the restroom. This is when, yes, turtle heads poking out. You can go take a and, shit. And, and you probably would be fine. You would still be good to go. You wouldn't probably, have missed anything. You'd probably take a shit up until the first kill. And then once the first kill happens, you could then go Listen, Yes. again, yeah. take a piss. And then when PJ Souls and Bob come back, you'd want to be back. When when Michael starts driving, it's time to take a shit. Go take a shit back. <laughs> when Michael starts driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> go take a shit. I'm telling you, that should have been an SNL skit. I'm still on it. Like it's You could hear the music. Like mix it somehow that music with the driving Miss Daisy. Then you could cut in a little Austin Powers too. Do I make you horny? Yeah, driving you around like this. 
It was good, but I could just see that. I could just, and you know, that's the thing for me. The six packs in this are the kills for the most part. Um, this next six pack I have is when Bob and Linda get killed. I think Bob's kill is the best kill. Him being lifted off the ground and stabbed into the wall. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good kill. I want to know how he yeah. got. I want to how he got that strong. I would say too, um, as far as six pack, just because it's it's a Michael Myers thing that came from this movie. It's just the tilting your head to the side, like staring at your victim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He like tilts like yeah. He does that. Um. That's, oh, I got another man. We got a lot of generics. Menacing too. mask of a, a great, murderer. This is a great movie. Overall, the horror movie, but yeah. there's a lot of generic shit. <laughs> I yes. think another generic is the uh, what is it the Red Rabbit or rather the Matchbook? Yeah, that's just a dumb. I, I get you know the clue as far as oh Michael was here, but it's like he steals that car and then he goes and kills the mechanic, takes his clothes. How does the Matchbook get from that car to that truck? Like what? In what yeah. way does that actually happen? The mechanics of the situation really are off. Like, why didn't Michael um, up the matchbook? What was he fucking doing with that? I, you know, why wasn't the matchbook um, with the because mechanic? He's maybe been in the fucking institution since six years old, never had a chance to play with matches, and he just wanted to see what it was like. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's. You know, that's what makes me weird. I saw him last as a six-year-old boy. I have no reason to believe. His intelligence is very high since then because he's been institutionalized and doesn't talk. And there was no how internet. Do, yeah, it, yeah, back then no internet. So, so how do how does he get any intelligence? I just don't know. Remember, don't. we're dealing with unexplainable at this time. Unexplainable, pure evil. So, it's guiding him. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. The, the kills, though, like I said, the kills are the best part. And I think that's what sets up a great ending to the movie, right? Like when the doctor finally finds a stolen car, he, he find the doctor and the sheriff are idiots just running around looking for shit. Don't even really know what they're doing the whole movie other than looking and standing in one place. Like, like the doc, doctor's just standing there by the house waiting for him to come back. Um, but, uh, but then finally he sees the car and that makes him look around um, that was kind of a good thing, I guess. Finally finding the stolen car. But I felt like uh, the movie wasted a little time. I just don't know how many hours there are. And I don't know. Like, I just, uh, the characters aren't believable to just be sitting there. Uh, like, Sheriff seems like he's out doing shit. Maybe even shirking the responsibility of looking for this guy. I don't know. Well, at first, you know, you gotta, you have to be convinced until they find, you know, that anything's happened. It's like, how much do I believe this fucking quote-unquote doctor yeah you know i haven't seen his credentials i don't even know if he's a fucking doctor just a guy in trench coat shows up and he's got a gun and says there's a crazy person here that's all i know so far as the sheriff as the sheriff yeah true i also probably unknowingly got a contact buzz when my daughter stopped and rolled down the fucking window to the car when i was (laughs) fucking on the break-in he does know that Mike Myers is the guy who lived in that house. And, and there is no way. Reason. Fucking tell me he didn't smell pot in that car with the windows rolled oh, up. Oh, he did. He just didn't say anything. You know it. You know it. Us. You know it. Hey, he's, um, he's not oblivious. Or he just doesn't so, want to believe his daughter does that. True. Yeah, he just doesn't want to believe it. Now, speaking of his daughter, at the end of this movie, um, finally, Lori decides to go over to the house, right? And she sees uh, Annie in bed with that headstone. I never, I didn't understand why the headstone. I because that's not yeah. who that is, right? Like, it yeah, didn't, I, I didn't I, understand like, that. Is he recreating it since he didn't go get to go to the funeral? Maybe I don't know. That's what I didn't understand. Yeah, but I do like weird to me too. I did like that she got to see all the dead people. Mm-hmm. You know that we kind of got that payoff, and you got her little scream fits. And all that. But what really got me though is when he starts when they start getting in their little fights and stuff, and then she finally gets away and runs to the other house again. Runs back to her house and brings the fucking killer to the kids. Why is this a good idea? Why did she think the guy who's chasing me, who's trying to kill me at all costs, why is it a good idea to go to their house? 
I didn't understand that at all. If you're trying to protect those kids, go anywhere. Break into someone else. Like she goes to that one house to try and get help. Right. And they just turn it, turn the lights on and or off or something like that. Yeah. Like break into the fucking window. They'll have to deal with you. No shit. They break will the have to deal with you. Or something. <laughs> deal with you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you got somebody run down the street, street, street screaming and nobody's going to check on it. Yeah, yeah. No one's, yeah. That, I would. I mean, well, it's the 70s. I don't know. Well, you just said, though, it's the 70s where everybody left their doors unlocked. Apparently fucking not. Not them. But those other two houses they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh man. I, I just, you know, I just never understood that. But my last six-pack is a good one. And it's that Lori is a survivor. She did stab the dude twice. With a hanger. Once in the neck with a uh, cross stitch or, or a, whatever, a, a, a yarn needle. Yep. And Knitting once needle. in the eye with the hanger. Yes. Was... She gave his eyeball an abortion. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like that. And and the movie kind of ends abruptly. You know, the dude comes up, shoots him out the window. They look back down. He's gone and movie's over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... that's when you know there's a sequel coming. Yeah. Yeah. I... And, but thing is, like I said, the sequel shouldn't inform what I watched, and it should. It can. It's allowed to explain it, but what I watched, I should be able to watch on its own, and a lot of questions be answered. There could be some unanswered questions, but some of the ones that we have are, you know, yeah, like finding out they're eventually related. I get that, but watching this movie, I don't have to assume that, or should I know it? Right, but that's a you problem because this movie's been out for decades. So I think we should know that. And I also think Jamie Lee Curtis is a way better actress than this movie deserved. So uh, it's a pretty iconic movie. So um, I will give you uh, one fact I do believe too. I it's seen before, like, because this wasn't uh, when this was shot, it wasn't fall. And they it was spring actually spring. So they like had crew, they were like sp- uh, spray painting leaves. For the set. Oh, wow. That's that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so those leaves are all painted. Oh. I got another fact. I, I just was, because I was, look, I told you we were going to pull up, uh, a lot of the unverified facts we have here are from uh, IMDb, just to let you all know. But the the one here on, on here, it says, John Carpenter's intent with the character of Michael Myers was the audience should never be able to relate to him. So Sadly, do you th- I think we all can a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, it's so true. We all we all believe that we can relate to them. Um, I got some I got some negatives. I don't call them generics. I mean, you can call it generic, and you did. I think how slow the movie moves. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the cop. I already mentioned it a little bit. The cop and the doctor playing Where's Waldo with Michael Myers is kind of a negative for me. How that happens. Like, I think they could have, I don't know how you would play that differently, but it just seems that it doesn't seem like a very large town and he should have found that car a lot sooner. You know what I mean? Like the whole, that just seemed like the whole Werewolf's Waddle thing didn't work. I don't know though, because the car had been moving around a lot. It's not staying in one spot for too long. Yeah, but. Michael's driving here. He's driving there. It's a stolen car and I'm certain that they, he reported it stolen and if any cop went by it or behind it and saw the logo of the hospital on it, would have said, oh, maybe that's the stolen one. Let me check the license plate. Yeah, but they were all busy. The whole force had to go down to the store that got broke into. By Mike Myers. Exactly. So the car was there at some point. Come maybe on. Maybe he it, uh, parked it down the block, strolled over, stole shit, went back to the car. Oh man. Yes, I know. There is like a lot of nitpicky shit. And I already said the generic of he's not believable as a character. I guess that means he's not relatable too. Um and because him driving around and cutting phone lines, like I said, that's just not believable. It just just isn't. It just isn't. Cutting just, well, yeah. Yeah, how would he know? He's since six. Ugh. He's never been anywhere near where a phone line is outside of a home. And he I does don't, not know I don't anything know. about that in that institution, what kind of 
educational programs they have. There. I told so you, no if idea. they would have said we were teaching him to integrate with society by teaching him a skill as being a phone repairman and and and, let, and teaching him how to drive, would have explained it all. But no, <laughs> they didn't do that. So there you go. All oh, right, we're, we're at the end here. They gave him no freaking vocational skills, nothing. I have... We have one thing that we're not going to forget to do this time, and you know what it well, is. I know. Memorabilia. What do you want from this movie? What do I want from this movie? Annie's underwear, right? <laughs> well, uh, if it could be PJ Souls, that'd be nice. Really? She's kind of hot. Not her I, character, but her. I don't, I don't agree. I do not think she's I want. Hot. You know what I want? She drives me nuts. I know what I want. Oh, I know what you want, too. I want Bob's van. Bob's van. Yes. <laughs> you know it. You know that I'd wow. be picking up the chicks in that van, man. Oh my God. You'd be scaring away the kids in that van. You drive down the street in that van. The cops are on you so fast, like very suspicious. Yeah. Mine's easy. Obviously I want the fucking mask. That, well, obviously, I didn't say that because I knew you'd want to say that. So, I will tell you though, a close second would actually be the clown mask when he was a kid. Yeah, and a third, Annie's weed stash. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but yeah. that would that would go up in smoke. <laughs> you know, that'd be nice too to have, just for display, display purposes only. So we're doing our review. Do you want to go first or me? Uh, you you went first. Last I went first last time. Okay. I understand. So I, I could see why this movie was a thing in 1978. Nothing like it had been made yet. So definitely a reason that it was as popular and still to this day, it's the end, but Halloween, the end is, I think that's what it's called. Halloween Um, ends. Ends. Yeah. And also too, which I know you, but um, the little girl in it too. Yeah. Um, she actually plays that same character in the last three installments. The- and can I say, I forgot one more fact. That little girl you're talking about was on the housewife. She's one of the housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, she is. So there we go. <laughs> so there we go. Um, anyways, we owe much of uh, 80s horror to the inspiration uh, that this movie provided to the genre. I mean, Without this movie, I don't think you even come close to getting Friday the 13th because it's almost a direct ripoff. Ah, kind of. It's Halloween goes to camp. Halloween goes, except for in the first movie, it's more creative than this one. Right. But anyways, but I don't know if it's more creative. The first Friday the 13th. Yeah, the mother was the killer, not Jason. That's a twist, yes, but I'm saying the movie itself. I would say it's more creative. It means it's a little more creative. It's not just bad man trying to kill. So, um, but from this movie, we got many of the tropes that we lampoon. Um, They started here. So to me, we got to appreciate that. Um, It it deserves, it deserves our appreciation for being so good or so trendsetting that we, we lampoon it. Right. Um, Yeah. He doesn't appreciate the Blair Witch for being trendsetting. (laughs) This is a better movie than Blair Witch. But when you watch it now, it's just slow. It takes so long to get to that second kill. And most of the kill scenes are uninspired to me. I think that the best one was Bob. If, you know, I wanted to give it a much higher score. Same reason that Anthony would love to give Blair Witch the ridiculous score he did. Yep. I was honest with my feelings on that movie. So was I. I'm honest on this one. All right. There are elements that I love about it. There are 24 elements, but as a movie as a whole... I could cut so much out of this movie and make it a creep show episode two be a little bit longer and a little bit better. Definitely than Blair witch. Uh, so I give this one a 10. So I think where we're at with this is my score is obviously going to be higher than yours, but that's because I like horror movies in general better than you do. So I think that's because I do agree with a lot of what you said, because I feel like Halloween, the original is one of those movies that, I can't, it's almost like you can't just, when you watch it, you can't, you don't feel like you're sitting there glued to it and invested for the first half of the movie. 
You know what I mean? Like this is a movie as much as I love horror movies. I have no problem getting up, you know, grabbing snacks, doing whatever, you know, until stuff starts. Get that drink refill. Get that drink refill, you know, (laughs) rub that one out um, until things happen or there's a boob shot, whatever. So I think, um, I think my score for this, it's more based on Michael Myers than the movie itself, because I love him so much as a horror villain, which many people do because he's one of the, you know, one that he, he is one on my Rushmore of the couple that I've decided to put there so far. So, I mean, for that, I, I would give this movie an 18, which I think. Wow. Again, you like Blair Witch better than this. I like Blair Witch. Again, I rated Blair Witch based off of what it was at that time and what it did. It was a, it's a totally different type of movie, but that my rating was based on different reasons for that. This one. Now, again, you, so this thing, you, even with Blair Witch, it's so fucking slow and drawn out to you. I didn't view it that way. But this movie, I actually do. I'm like, it's just interesting. So, so fucking slow. But I found this one more entertaining. So see this one, but now this one to me is completely different though because you get a payoff. You see the killer. You know who that's going to be. So that actually makes makes it it knocks it more than for being slow before you actually see what's you know okay it's like do something. You just want to poke him with a stick. Fucking do something, Michael. Do it. <laughs> Kill him. Kill that little fucker. Be the boogeyman. One more thing. I'm sorry. I forgot. I will give one other last uh, generic that I forgot earlier. Yeah. When Tommy Doyle gets tripped by those asshole bullies. That pumpkin doesn't smash like that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That was. Those dudes were dicks. Why couldn't Michael Myers harass those little kids? Because you're not allowed to kill little kids in horror movies. At least usually. Yeah. Was there an exception to that rule? Because I don't know. I don't Star I don't Wars. Star Wars. Anakin kills the whole fucking little Jedi's, remember? Yep. <laughs> it's not a horror, but he does. He kills them all. But it doesn't count because they're on a different planet. It's not on Earth. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> go say it's Star Wars is the one who bucks that trend. They kill all the fucking kids. You can kill kids if it's on a different planet. Oh, well, there you go. Or and they're not human hallway. species, probably. Right. So. You know. So there we go. All right, what's uh, where is this at? When we put these together, what do we have? So we're at fourteen on this one. Ah, yes, above average. Yep. Which uh, this is obviously one of the most iconic horror films franchises there is. But yes, and you know you do. So I, I think the things that like what's funny too is I think a lot of the things that we are picking about this movie. It's stuff that could have been fixed, even though this is a very low budget film. Oh yeah, these are things that are fixable. These, you know, there's a lot. They could have thought of these. It's things. not like because we didn't have enough money to to make this different. We're not talking about anything because we we're not talking about anything as far as the effects or anything. It's like you said, the kill scenes are great, but there's stuff that's like if you had to do it again, you could definitely fix. Yes, like California bungalow homes in a Illinois town. That's right, stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe shot it somewhere different other yeah, than Pasadena. Just say Pasadena. Yeah. October 31st. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Could just set it there. And you don't have to paint the leaves. And then you don't have to paint the leaves. Not at all. Yep. Put your knives in palm trees, baby. There we go. What? Uh, where are we at on this, though? So let's see here. Um, do you want it in, related, in relation to other horror films? Uh, both. I mean, I want to know what all like, of let's just say right off the bat here. Blair Witch, we had 12 and a half. Yeah. Elm Street, 20. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, we each scored Elm Street six points higher than we did Halloween. You were oh. 10, 16, I was 18 and 24. Well, I think it's a better movie. So, Elm Street, great. I, I think it's a better movie. It is. It just is. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Sleepaway Camp 2, we're at 18. I scored that higher than both of these, right? We both, again, we both scored Sleepaway Camp 2. We each scored it four points higher than what we scored Halloween. Oh, okay. 10 and, you're 10 and 14, wow. 18 and 22. See, your curated selections that you like, this is I agree oh, with you on, oh, right? No, Child's Play, 11 and a half. You yeah. scored it three points less than this. 
I scored it two points less than this. Which makes sense. But it's really weird, the scale we are on with horror movies right now. Is it's kind of... Fucking identical, but just in different ways. (laughs) Oh, wow. So maybe I'm a realistic point of view and you're a pie in the sky. No, I'm just a horror fan. You're not. Um, But strangely calibrated to you. In a very fucking weird and creepy, disgusting way. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm going to see any other horror movies that we've done before. Forsaken. That's it, really. Uh, No, Strangers. The Strangers is really good. It's better than any of these. I think. Scream, 15.75. Yeah. What did I give that? 11 and a half. Yeah. I gave it 20. I probably should have gave it more now. I've watched all these other ones. Well, which again, though, hey, hold on. Scream, you gave it 11 and a half. I gave it 20. So you gave it a point and a half higher than this, and I gave it two points higher than this. Wow, this is like the calibration movie. <laughs> okay, so holy shit. Um, where's the strangers? Uh, 15 and a half. You gave it I... three points higher, 13. I gave it the same, 18. See, I think it's a better movie than this. I know that sounds weird. No, but... no, no, I get it. I get it. But it is a better movie. It's more creepy. I Random say... violence is creepy. I would rather watch The Strangers start to finish than Halloween start to finish. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know I can tune out. into the last 15 minutes of out. Halloween and Blair Witch Project, but I'd want to watch all of Strangers. The Forsaken doesn't count. Six. You gave a seven. <laughs> Why doesn't it count, man? It's barely a movie. Jonathan uh, Skeech must have his day. Because we just both fucking thought that was horrible. I think if we went we back, thought to that, there was a great idea in there. The the, I, uh, the buddies running around killing vampires, great movie. Yeah. What that was right there, not great. Oh man, um, the craft, fifteen. That, yeah, I probably gave like a twelve or thirteen. What did you I? You gave it thirteen. I gave it a seventeen. Yeah. So yeah, because it's not a legit horror movie. You know, it's more of a high school. It's a teen, teen horror, teen fantasy type, yeah, thing. I don't know. I would call it like slasher horror because it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not it's it's more on the thriller side of things. Man, so. that's really fucking weird, actually. Well, hey, at least we found we found that we're calibrated. We, just, but hey, this goes back to what I said. You just don't like horror movies as much as me, so I'm going to rate them higher because my baseline is higher than yours, but the, it's fucking even. So people, what that tells you is we are really honest with our feelings, and our ratings are probably pretty good. So anything that's above a 12, you should probably give it a look. If it's below that, eh, think about it. That's all I'm saying. So think about Child's Play if you haven't seen it. Well, Child's Play is not one like like I said. You could watch Child's Play two or The Bride of Chucky and probably be more entertained, and still understand it's a little fucking doll. That's right. what it comes down to. Um, the only reason that you have the first movie at all is because it creates the character that is iconic. That's why you watch it if you watch yeah. it at all. Yes. All right, are we ready? We are so ready. We would like to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to join our Patreon so you can get some of the bonus content content and make recommendations. Content and make and make recommendations for movies. because uh, you know that's what we want you to do. Remember, you can go to sodapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make those movie suggestions, as I just said. And our episode schedule is there as well. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and we have a Twitch channel. And generally, we do a teaser, but Anthony has been gone away from the teasers. But I haven't mentioned the, I the movie. Don't, you put the fucking schedule on the website. What's the point of doing teasers? Because some people don't go to the website um, the, like losers. Do you well, even know what the next movie is? Then like, they fucking pull up the damn episode. But I want you to do a teaser for this movie. Then. Just say something from it. Do you know anything from it? What's the next movie? But yeah, uh, so um, as always, we're like, thank you for listening. And that's about it. Like you said, go to our website for our schedule. Because if you go there, you'll see what we're going to be doing. It can change, like we said earlier, but it's very rare. Anything else? Um, It's very rare.
Not like, really. We've changed a lot of shit. Lately. But that's that's not normal. So we'll let you go. <laughs> Peace out.